so last week, well, we weren't, we weren't here last week because it was Resurrection Sunday celebration week, right? So it was the, the week after um, Resurrection Sunday, and we always had that week when we um, just take a week to rest and be in this place of celebration and everything. Well, Kent and I had plans to go to Chicago last week. Um, I have one new couple here, so long story short, and I won't go into all of those details, but I've been in the middle of my own battle of, I'm not really a battle, actually, God did the battle. I've been in a journey of healing myself, and um, I was diagnosed with cancer in September of last year, and um, God's just been taking amazing, amazing care of me. So we were on our, we had a trip planned to Chicago last week because I knew that we weren't meeting and it was, had to be all week because I had to have a bunch of tests and then wait for the results and then wait for whatever came after the results. So um, that's one of the reasons we planned to go to Chicago last week because we didn't have any healing meetings. So um, I had a PET scan on Tuesday and it came back completely perfect in Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that in a second. But then the next day, I had the bone marrow biopsy, which Brock had told me a little more than I wanted to know. But I had, I, they, they sedated me. <laughs> I slept through the whole thing. My wonderful doctor, oh, he's so good. I'll, I'll tell you that story later. You don't need to hear that right now. But anyway, I did. So it was not a big deal, other than I have a little sore spot back there. But um, so I had the bone marrow biopsy, and the, the protocol was PET scan on Tuesday. If it came back with any cancer at all, then I would have two days of treatment, but it came back, back clear. So then the next day I had the bone marrow biopsy, and they said they were going to do a 24-hour test and then a pathology test that takes a week. Um, the 24-hour the test, so I had to go back to that was Wednesday. I had to go back Thursday, and if it had anything in it, I would have two days of treatment. But I went back, and there was nothing there. No, no cancer in the bone marrow biopsy. No cancer in the PET scan. So they sent me home, and I go back in July for a scan in July. So hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. So then this is the next part of the testimony. I got home, um, and I'm preparing for this, for this meeting, right? And I knew that I wanted to say, hi, Mary, how are you, beautiful? Yay, Mwah. healed. She, was, she just battled COVID. She's healed. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We're going to pray for COVID tonight. It's on my list of things I want to pray for. So um, I came home, and I was um, um, just preparing for this week. And I knew I was going to share my testimony. And one of the things that I've told you all of this time is that I have never looked at a, a medical report. I have never read it. I have never detailed it. I chose not to. My doctors at the healing center that I'm going to are amazing because their, their emphasis is on healing and compassionate care. And they do not tell you what you don't want to know. They literally ask you if you want to know X, Y, or Z. For example, do you want to know the side effects of the treatment? And I always said, no, thank you. They asked me, do you want to know more about this test? And I would say, no, thank you. So they would give me the opportunity. So they were fulfilling their medical 
um, you know, obligations so that they weren't held liable for not telling me anything. But I always chose not to. And I have never seen another medical center that gives you that option, that literally sees the, the importance of your, your, your um, being uplifted and not crushed by reports, right? So I'd never read the report. Now, when I first was diagnosed, the doctor gave me some information because they're, they're going to give you some information. They told me the kind of cancer it was. They told me the staging. They gave me um, um, a little bit of information, but they didn't give me all the details. And I decided on Saturday that I was going to look at the first set of tests because I wanted to see what God had healed me of. I was healed. I was completely healed. So I decided to go and look at the test and look all of the words up that I didn't know what they meant so that I could see what was, what was there. And this is what I learned. Now, the only reason that I'm telling you this is to glorify God. The second thing I want to emphasize when I tell you this is how God protected me from this information because I chose him instead of reports and how powerful it is to keep your eyes on Jesus and not on the medical reports. Right. So I'm going to give you the medical report now. Um, so I was diagnosed with lymphoma. I get, you probably figured that out um, by the things that I shared with you, but I've, I've never told anybody the name of the cancer. But I was diagnosed with a, it was stage four um, um, low-grade lymphoma, which the low-grade part was awesome. The doctors were very excited, so was I, about that because it's very curable. But the doctor said that even though it was low-grade, it was acting as if it were an aggressive high-grade. Um, and this is where the cancer was. It was in my bones, and the bones that it was in was, and I'm just going to go from top to bottom, it was in my, my right upper jaw, it was in both of my shoulder sockets, it was in my upper arm on one side of my body, it was in both of my scapulas, it was on both sides of my ribs, it was in my thoracic vertebrae, my lumbar vertebrae, my left femur, and my right knee. That was the bones that it was in. The lymph nodes that it was in was a lymph node by my eye, by my right eye, um, a series of lymph nodes in my abdomen, and lymph nodes in my groin. I didn't know all of that. I knew two or three of those places that the doctor told me, but I didn't know all of that. I'm glad I didn't know all of that. But the PET scan, the second PET scan that I had said, it would list one area and it would say, resolved. It would list another area and it would say, resolved. It would list another area and it would say, resolved. Lymph node area, resolved. This bone, resolved. This bone, resolved. Completely gone in Jesus' name. The bone marrow tra trans or biopsy showed um, no disease. No disease. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. So we're going to put a song on right now. This song, uh, we sang this a couple weeks ago. When I could jump again, because the only symptom I had the whole time was my back, my low back. I had no other pain anywhere in my body. I believe God was just protecting me. But if I hadn't had that one area... I wouldn't have known, you know? And my God's a healer. Absolutely, he's a healer. But, but it's, there's one thing 
to heal when you don't have all of that mag crazy huge stuff to fight, right? And all I had was back pain. It was a lot of back pain, but I only had that one area of back pain. Anyway, when I could finally jump again, which was about, it was actually February 26th, <laughs> when I could jump again, um, this is the song that I have just been praising God with. Uh, uh, every time it comes on, I just dance and jump and get excited, right? And it's on my um, playlist on my phone. I have probably 120, 150 songs on my playlist. I have lots of songs. And the day that we were in Chicago and um, I had some, some, a span of time that I had to wait to go see a doctor or whatever, I was in the hotel room and I put in my earbuds, I was going to praise and worship. And, and Kent, bless his heart, knows that I, I, get, I like my privacy with God because I just do. So he was going to go down in the lobby with his cup of coffee and, and I had my earbuds in and I pushed random. Out of 120 songs, this is the song. <laughs> this is the song that came on. And I, Kent was walking out the door, and I stopped him. I said, honey, just a minute. <laughs> and I had another speaker, because I go with music everywhere I go. I had a little portable speaker, and I said, I got to put this on my speaker, because we got to praise God together and dance and jump together. This was before I had the reports. I was praising God for his report, knowing his good news. It didn't matter what the doctor said. I had his report. So we're going to go ahead and praise God with this song and just rejoice. And I'm not just rejoicing for me. I'm rejoicing for every one of you. Wherever you're at, no matter whether you've seen the full manifestation or not, we're rejoicing for you, with you. Okay. Hallelujah. So we were at the cottage last weekend. We opened up the lake house and we were working on the, the lawn and um, picking up sticks and raking and all that good stuff. And but it was beautiful. We could be outdoors, and we loved doing it. But anyway, um, <laughs> we have a big tractor. We look like farmer. farmer. We look like the Green Acres. I get on a tractor next to Kent, and I do. <laughs> he sits in the seat, and I sit next to him, and we... <laughs> anyway, we're on the tractor. We saw my eagle. I see my eagle every weekend, so that's not unusual. Since I was cured 16, 19 years ago, my eagle's still there. But anyway, the eagle was in the sky. And it was, it was, it was, it was what, not that windy, so I'm surprised it was doing this, but it had its wings spread, not flapping, and it was just going higher and higher and higher, you know, in circles, higher and higher and higher. And that's what God's been showing me as I meditate. That's one of my scriptures that I love. And the, in the Passion Translation, it says that he will satisfy every desire so that I will soar again, higher and higher, like the eagle soars in the sky. Awesome. Praise you, Jesus. Okay. Marpe. <laughs> I have had so much fun sharing what God's been sharing with me over these last few months. I have about three scriptures, maybe more. I'm going to share more than that tonight, but about three of these scriptures that I'm going to share are scriptures that God has just been uncovering. You know how he takes off layers and shows you more and more and more? All three of these scriptures have the same Hebrew word in them. And I've mentioned it numerous times over the last several months, this word marpe, this Hebrew word marpe, that has just intrigued me and has been like stirring in me whenever I read these scriptures. 
So I wanted to do a teaching on it. So I've just had so much fun digging in, and God has been uncovering more and more and more. And I believe this is going to speak to many of you as well as me. So the word marpe is one of the words that's used for healing and health in the Old Testament. It's a Hebrew word. Today I tried to see how many words are used for healing in the Old Testament. How many different Hebrew words? That's hard to figure out. Because when you go to the word healing, of course there's a lot of words that are, re, uh, that are translated. Healing and health and, and healed and heal. And, and so when you look up all those words, there's just hundreds and hundreds of them. So I really couldn't get the answer to this question. But I believe there are three Hebrew words that are translated as heal or health. And this is one of the three. It's used 16 times in the Old Testament. And when you look in the concordance, this is, this is what the concordance says about Marpe. It does mean healing and health. But the words that have really been stirring in me are the words cure, medicine, and remedy. The word Marpe God's word for health, for healing, also means cure. That's good. Cure, remedy, medicine. It means deliverance. It means sound, to be sound. It means wholesome. Refreshing of the body and the mind. And then the last word was placidity, and I didn't know what that meant. So I looked it up in the, diction, in the Noah's Dictionary, or maybe it was the Webster's, I don't remember, but it said, serenely free of interruption or disturbance. All of that is part of the, the, the Hebrew word marpe. So the first scripture that I want to share is a yummy one that I know we're very familiar with. It's Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22. And the, the bottom line, the gist that I want to share with you is that God's word is marpe. God's word is healing and health. God's word is medicine. God's word is, is the cure, the remedy for whatever it is that you need, whether it's in spirit, soul, or body. So let me read the scripture with you. And I pray with you and, with, and for me that we aren't complacent to words that we already know, that we let these words speak to us. They're living words. God says, my son, my daughter, give attention to my words. Give attention. Stop. Pay attention. He says, incline your ear to my sayings. Listen. Don't let these words come into your head without paying attention and truly listening to them. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Open your eyes, see my word, let my word be in front of you constantly, consistently. Keep my words, keep them, guard them. That word keep means guard. Guard them in the very center of your heart, in the midst of your heart. So God is very specifically giving us directions about his word. How to be fervent and focused in paying attention to the promises of God, in keeping your ears, not just your physical ears, although your physical ears are important. You need to hear the word with this ear gate, but also your spiritual ears. Be active listener. 
Because we can read and let it go in one ear and out the other. God says, no, don't do that. Listen, pay attention. And then he says, open your eyes. He wants us to have our eye gates open, our ear gates open, our heart open and receptive. And when it is, there's a promise. When we are taking his word like that, he has a promise. He says, for my words, for those words, my words are life to those who find them. The word life is the Hebrew word she. And it literally means physical life. It doesn't mean spiritual life. It doesn't mean eternal life. It means physical life. He says, my words are physical life to those who find them. And health, that word is marpe. We're going to go there in a minute. And health to all their flesh. Flesh means your physical body. It's not a spiritual word. It means his words are health to your bones, to your lymph nodes, to your nervous system, to your brain, to your um, uh, nerves in your back, Sherry, to your bone marrow, to whatever it is. Your, his words are health to all parts of our body, to our flesh. So I did something this week that I've never done before, and it was really fun. I, I researched the word marpe, not just in a concordance, but in the Hebrew word, the Hebrew letters. Kent's going to put it on the screen, and you also have it on your paper. I wanted you to have this to take with you. Because what, I've, what I'm starting to discover, this is, like I said, I'm a baby. I've never done this until this week, is that God has even more for us than the, the original Hebrew word. Because in the letters, he hides a treasure. In the letters of the Hebrew word, there's even more. And this is what I discovered. The word marpe, first of all, the Hebrew language is written in a pictorial form, the original language. And it's read from right to left instead of from left to right. So the first letter of marpe, there are four letters. And the first one, can't go ahead and put it up, is the one to the far right, and it's called Mem. That letter is Mem. It is a picture of an ocean or a lake, which, of course, is water. And it points to the water of the word. It points to the power and the promises of the word of God. In Ephesians, it says that we will be sanctified by the washing of the water with the word. We also know that the living water is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, is the, the Spirit of God that, that anoints the word that comes alive in us when we do what God said, when we pay attention, when we listen, when we open our eyes, open our ears, and hear his word. So that's the first letter in this word marpe, which is translated health. The second letter is resh, and it's a picture of a bowed head. That points to the importance of our, our head, our thinking, our meditating. The third letter is a pe, is the name of the letter is pe, and it's a picture of a mouth, an open mouth, a mouth that is speaking. Our mouths were given to us to communicate, to speak. 
And the fourth letter, the one to the far left, is a picture of, of, of it's Aleph, is the name of that letter. It's the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Aleph, it's the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And it's a picture of an ox. Whenever you see the ox in scripture, it is representative of a sacrifice. And Jesus was our sacrifice. So then I, on your handout, I, I um, put an a important sentence. And I just want to just focus here right now. This word, this word picture, that is the word picture for marpe, that is the word picture for health, is that we are to meditate and speak of the sacrifice of Jesus and the power and the promises of the word of God. And that is what is the medicine and the cure that brings us health. Put all of that together, all of those letters. The treasure in that word is that when we meditate, when we speak out loud, this, about the sacrifice of Jesus and in the word, the promises of God. That's what brings health. That's the medicine. That's the cure that leads to health. Amen. Amen. Okay. We need to see all of our sicknesses, all of our infirmities as curses that were nailed to the cross, fully paid for by Jesus' sacrifice. We must see them as taken away from us and laid on Jesus. That's part of our meditation. Jesus' death was far and above more than enough to pay for our healing and our health. You may have heard that healing is a promise, but it's way more than that. Healing isn't just a promise. Healing is a blood-bought birthright of the children of God. And that is part of our meditation on Jesus and the sacrifice and the promises. It is our blood-bought birthright. So I'm gonna read Proverbs 4 again, this time from the Passion Translation. It's not on your sheet, but I wanna just read this translation and let it minister to your heart. Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you. That's God speaking. When we let him, he's teaching us through his word. He said, listen, listen to everything I teach you. Pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then, as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So during this journey, this healing journey that I've been on, you know, I, I've said that this word marpe has just really been stirring in me, that, it's, that it is a cure, that it is a medicine. I have experienced it. I have experienced it in such an amazing way. As I meditate on the Word of God, I have um, bunches of things that I meditate on. I don't always meditate on the same thing every day. I have my Charles Capps book. I have scriptures. I have Psalm 91. I have some, you know, other things that I just, and I just say, okay, God, what do you want me to just meditate on? So I take one of these and I open it up 
and I just start reading it out loud and letting Marpe happen. Letting the living word of God come into my body, my soul, uplift me, encourage me. Show me his plan, his purpose, his promises for me. And it is overwhelming. It's just overwhelming. It's, it's his love given to me through his word in such a powerful way, in such an intimate way. And I believe that one of the reasons he's unveiled this word Marpe to me is because he's showing me where the cure came from. Yes, I had chemotherapy, I had immunotherapy, but my trust from day one has been in God. My trust from day one has been in him and his promises for the medicine, for the doctor, for the healing center. In fact, um, in my journal, I got this first grade kind of picture. I don't want to, I don't want to see the bottom picture, just the top picture of Cindy. Probably can't see it from where you're at. But this is Cindy um, with an IV. I've been sitting with an IV a lot over the last four months. But this IV doesn't have chemotherapy and immunotherapy coming in. Right up here at the top where the bag usually is, it's a Bible. It says the Word of God. And this is what I envision. I envision the Word of God um, going into my body, going into my veins, going into my bloodstream, going through my whole body and healing me because it's my medicine. And even when I do take chemotherapy and immunotherapy, I see it as blessed by God. Jesus juice. <laughs> Jesus juice. And God is putting everything good in there and taking everything bad out there, out of there. And he's protecting me from any negative side effects. I've had no negative side effects. I have had no um, other stuff that I didn't ask what it was. <laughs> Whatever it was, I haven't had it. Praise you, Jesus. And this is what I wrote in my, in my journal. I said, the word of God, my medicine, flowing through my bloodstream to every cell, every organ, every tissue, every bone of my body, bringing healing and health. Amen. Amen. The word of God is Marpe. The second thing I want to share with you is that the word of God is Marpe for me, for you, when you, when you take it in, when you take the medicine of the word. But it's also Marpe when you give it out. I got so excited when I read these scriptures today. Because you know how I love to teach. I love to teach. I love when the Holy Spirit just takes over and goes. But what I didn't realize is that Marpe is going out. That the words that I speak, that are God's words, are medicine going into you, going into your head, your heart, your eyes, your ears, and into your body and into your soul and whatever it is that you need. The scripture says it. I believe it. Simple. Listen to this word. Proverbs 16, verse 24. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweet and delightful to the soul, and healing, marpe, to the body. But I'm going to take the very first line and read it to you from the Passion Translation. I want to show you how it translates pleasant words. Nothing is more appealing than speaking beautiful, life-giving words. And that is marpe. 
when we speak life-giving words. Kent and I pray for our ministry team every time that we're, before we have a meeting, we always pray for our team. And this is one of the things that we pray. We know, I mean, this is, this, we don't really need to pray it because it just happens, but we do. We pray over ourselves too. We want to be bringers of life, giving, life-giving words, giving marpe everywhere and anywhere that we can, just like Jesus did. That's what Jesus did. He, was, he gave with love and compassion. He spoke life. He didn't speak death. The next scripture that I want to read really zeroes in on that. It says, when you speak healing words, when you speak marpe words, you offer others fruit from the tree of life. But unhealthy negative words do nothing but crush their hopes. So here in this world that we live in, we get way too many opportunities to hear those negative words, those words that crush your hopes. Many times it's from the doctor. Many times it's from the doctor's reports. Not always. It can be from your family. It can be, it can be yourself speaking those negative words because you don't know better. You don't know differently. But there's a huge difference. We can speak words of death or we can speak words that are healing, marpe words, words that carry medicine. And what I realized as I was reading and studying the scriptures is that's what we do. That's what I do. That's what I love to do is to speak, give people good news. I love to declare the promises of God over them and not even realizing that when I'm declaring the promises of God, it's medicine going into you. That's why there's such power in praying God's word and speaking words of life over others. The third scripture in this same category is Proverbs 13, 17. An undesirable messenger causes a lot of trouble. But a trustworthy and wise messenger releases healing, marpe, wherever they go. So we all have the opportunity to be tr trustworthy and wise messengers, trustworthy to our God, wise in him through the Holy Spirit in us, and releasing marpe wherever we go. That's what we're called to do. We're called to be peacemakers. We're called to be healers. We're called to be deliverers. We're called to be givers of Marpe. So we, not only can we um, receive Marpe ourselves through the word, we can also give Marpe through the word. Here's the next thing I want to share with you. God's Marpe is for you. So we've talked about the word being Marpe, but God, our loving Father, has marpe for us. Listen to this word. This is from Jeremiah 33, verse 6. Behold, I will bring it health and cure, and I will cure them and will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. This is one of the scriptures that's on my list that's just been marinating in my heart. And the, the, the original um, scripture was a prophetic word written for the new Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem that wasn't there yet. The J Jerusalem had been um, exiled into Babylon, and they hadn't yet returned. And Jeremiah was speaking to them and giving them this word of pro a prophecy. But we are the new Jerusalem. We are the chosen ones. Yeah. So 
what I've done for me, and I've, I recommend you do this because it's really life-giving, I have made this personal. And in, on my list of, of scriptures that I meditate on, this is what mine says. Behold, Cindy, I will bring you health and cure. And I will cure you and will reveal unto you the abundance of peace and truth. That's amazing. When God starts speaking personally to you like that, Cindy, listen up. I have really good news. I am bringing you health and cure, and I will cure you. I have been speaking this over myself day after day after day after day. Now this week, here I am preparing for this, right? My focus during this whole eight months has been on that word cure. I mean, I love it. It says twice in here, I'm bringing you health and cure, and I will cure you. Well, this week, I looked at what those words are in the Hebrew, and they're not the same word. Remember I said I believe there are three words for healing in the Old Testament? Here they are. All three of them in one scripture. The first word, health, is the Hebrew word, aruka, And it means health perfected, and wholeness. That's awesome. What in you needs perfected? Probably something. What in you isn't whole, but you're believing for that wholeness, that aruka, that God says, that he promises, I will bring you that, that wholeness. I will bring you that perfection in that area that needs perfected. That's the first word. The second word, health and cure, is the word marpe, marpe. It's that word that means health and healing. That means cure, medicine, remedy. That means deliverance. That means soundness in body and soul. That means placidity. That, that um, uh, I can't remember, the, um, serenely free of interruption or disturbance. It's all of that. God will bring that. The third word, which is also cure, is the word Rapha. Jesus. God, our God who heals. It's one of the names of God. Our God who heals. So our amazing God was so, wanted us to have this promise so much that all three healing words, all three Hebrew words are in one line. I will bring you health. I will bring you Aruka and Marpe and Rapha health and cure, and I will cure you. But that's not all. There's a comma and there's a word and, because there's more. And I will reveal unto you the abundance of peace and truth. So first he's going to reveal. This is what he's been doing, just revealing and, and taking off blinders and taking off the things that get in the way of you listening. Why? Because he's given you a season. Praise him a season to sit and to let him speak to me. We can always take that. But I was kind of in a, a, a mode where I was doing my time with God. And I always have loved my time with God. Don't get me wrong. But it's been different. I'm in a sweet spot right now, <laughs> like Denise, where I just, I just have been in that place where um, he's revealing so much to me. He says, he will reveal unto you the abundance, not just peace and truth, but 
abundance, abundance. That's a lot. That's more than you need. An abundance of shalom, shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Shalom means health. Shalom means safety and welfare and prosperity. It means, it means peace and tranquility and contentment. It's that immense gift that Jesus bequeathed us, John 14, 27, when he said, my peace I give you, not as the world gives do I give. And then he says, do not let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Why? Because he gave us everything so we don't need to be troubled or be afraid. I've been walking in Shalom for eight months. Very, very seldom have I battled fear. I've just been walking in this sweet spot of God just walking with me and taking care of me, and, and it's just like soaring above all of the, the negative stuff that's been going on. But not just peace. He's got more than peace. Also, truth. And that word truth is the Hebrew word emet, and this is what it means. Divine instruction. True doctrine. Not the doctrine of man, but the doctrine of God. Sometimes they line up, but not always. The doctrine of God. Reliableness and faithfulness. He said he's going to reveal it to us. He's going to reveal truth. That's what he's done with this word marpe. He's revealed this whole new layer of truth that I didn't even know about. He does that. He teaches us. It's awesome. So God's marpe is for you, just like it's for me. Just take it. The next scripture, the third scripture that God, there's three scriptures that have been stirring. The first one is Proverbs 4. This one about um, from Jeremiah, and then the third one is from Malachi. And in this one, it is a prophetic word about Jesus. So we looked at God giving us marpe. But this is about Jesus giving us marpe. So listen to this. But for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing, that's marpe, in his wings. And you will go free, leaping with joy like calves led out to pasture. On the day when I act, you will tread upon the wicked as if they were dust under your feet, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Okay, we're going to break this down. This, oh, I've been just taking this scripture and just letting God just speak to me and speak to me and speak to me. The first line or the first part says, for those who fear my name. There's an amazing promise here. But that promise is for those who fear his name. To fear the Lord means reverential awe, fervent worship, trust, and submission. To fear the Lord is a life given to pleasing the Lord more than pleasing man. And fearing the Lord is choosing to trust God more than anything else. Trust God more than chemo or immunotherapy. Trust God more than your doctor or your medical center. Trust God above all. This is something I've really been seeking and searching God about. God, am I in this place of 
reverence, of fearing you, of caring more about what you think than what the people think, of trusting you more than I trust that medicine that's going into my body, trust you more than you know, anything else. Fearing the Lord. I don't know if you remember, but January of 2020, not this past January, but the January before, I did a teaching on this. Because why? Because I think God was preparing me. That the whole concept of fearing the Lord, many times it comes across negative, like God's mean and we need to be afraid of him. That's not what it means at all. And I knew that, but I didn't know the fullness of what it meant. So I needed to dig into it. God just put it on my heart to dig into that. Well, I think it's because that's where I needed to be personally right now. That's where we all need to be. But he's helped me to, to unpack that and understand what that means. So that's the first piece. For those who fear the Lord, and here's the first part of the promise. The son of righteousness will come with healing in his wings. The son of righteousness is a prophetic word for Jesus. Notice it's capitalized. This is a word prophesying Jesus that is coming. With healing, with marpe. Remember marpe? The cure, the medicine, the, the, the virtue that goes out of Jesus and into us with healing in his wings. That word wings is the Hebrew word kanaf. And it can be translated as wing or extremity or corner of garment. If you remember, you probably don't remember this. I'm going to read you a little piece of scripture from the book of Numbers about the prayer shawl. This was a direction that was given by the Lord to Moses. And I'm going to read this right now. This is from Numbers chapter 15. Again, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel. Tell them to make tassels on the corners. That's the kanaf, the wing. Of their garments throughout their generations. And to put a blue thread in the tassels of the kanaf, of the wing, of the corner of their garments. And you shall have that tassel that you, so that you may look upon it and remember. So that you may look upon it and remember the commandments of the Lord and do them. And that you may not follow the harlotry to which your own heart and your own eyes are inclined. And that you may remember and do all the commandments, and be holy for your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. So the purpose of that tassel was for them to remember the word of the Lord. It uses the word commandments. We are in a new covenant of grace now. But I believe God, the same is true today that we are to remember the word of the Lord and to agree with God. As, as I've been taking this season to just let the, the word be my, my medicine and, and my meditations of my heart, I believe that's what God's telling us to do. Let my word be in your heart. Remember my promises. Remember my word. Agree with me. And, and the other part of it is it so that you won't follow the harlotry of life, so that you won't get, get caught up in the world and worldliness and the world's view and all of that stuff. Keep your eyes on, the, on the, the promises. Keep your eyes on my word. 
So let's go back now, or go forward actually, to the account of the woman with the issue of blood. The woman with the issue of blood said, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I know that I will be made whole. I know that I will be healed. Do you think she knew the scripture from Malachi, from the prophet Malachi, that said the son of righteousness will come with healing in the Kenath? That the healing is there. Seeing the, 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 the tassels on Jesus' prayer shawl, knowing the promises, knowing Jesus and in his reputation and saying, if only I can touch the hem of the garment, I know I will be healed. That same promise is for me. It's for me too. There is marpe, the virtue, the healing virtue, the virtue that poured out of Jesus into the woman with the issue of blood and she was made whole. The virtue of Jesus and the blood that poured out of the stripes on his back is my cure, my healing, wholeness. Oh, Jesus, you're amazing. So the promise is that the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings and you will go free, leaping with joy like calves set free from their stalls. On that day, I, when I act, on that day, when I act. So God is prophesying about Jesus in the word. There's a prophetic word about Jesus. On that day, when I act, you will tread upon the wicked like dust under your feet. Well, on that day, Jesus acted. He took the stripes on his back. He took the nails in his hand. He offered himself as the sacrifice for everything, for sin, for destruction, for healing, for everything that was part of our salvation. He offered himself. He acted on that day when I will act. You, you, Barb, you, Dale, you, Roseanne, you, Mary, me, Nathan, Kelly, Sherry and Brock, Liz, all of you, Lisa, all of you, on that day when I act, Jesus said, you will tread upon the, um, I'm going to read it from my, from my notes. You will tread upon the enemy like dust under your feet. That's really amazing. Like dust under your feet, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Says the Lord of heaven's armies. Now, this is what's, this is the last piece of the scripture that God has just revealed to me. God signed it. He gave us that amazing promise. And then he signed his name. Says the Lord of heaven's armies. That name for God is Jehovah Tsobah. T-S-A-B-A. Jehovah Tsobah. It means the Lord is our warrior. It means he is Lord over heaven's armies. He's the head general. He is the Lord over heaven's armies fighting on behalf for us. The battle is the Lord's. 
So now I want to go back to another Old Testament scripture where the same name for God is used. This is the story of David and Goliath. And I'm only going to read a little bit of it. But this is for you and for me. Because God says in this scripture, this Malachi scripture, he gives us this whole promise about healing in the wings of Jesus. And then he says, and on the day that I act, the enemy is going to be like dust under your feet. Says me, God, Jehovah Tzobah, the God of angels' armies. This is another scripture that has the same name for God. Listen to this. Then David said to the Philistine, that was Goliath, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. That's Jehovah Sabah, the same name for God. The God of the armies of Israel, whom you've defiled. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth and all, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. So the question is, what's your giant? We have the Lord of heaven's armies on our side. He's not afraid of our giant. He knows who our giant is. The battle's not ours. It's the Lord's. And we can do the same thing that David did. We can tell our giant about our great big God and stand in that place of confidence. Why? Because the battle's already been won. The war is over. And now, according to the word, we can trample on the enemy like dust under our feet. Amen. Yay. Okay, so I'm going to close with two journals entries. One was written that I wrote in um, October of 2020, and they're both um, where God was speaking to me about this scripture. I envision my body filled with the sun of righteousness. So the promise is the sun of righteousness comes with healing in his wings. So I just saw my body filled with the sun of righteousness, the glory of God. As the great manifest sun touches each and every cell of cancer or tumor in my body, the medicine of the light cures them, that's Marpe, and they simply disintegrate into dust. As I fear his name through heart reverence and worship and awe and obedience and submission and absolute trust, I will tread upon the wicked, cancer, tumors, and pain as if they were dust under my feet. The Lord of heaven's armies says so. So I, was, I, I wrote that in my journal, and then I had a vision. I drew it in my journal. I'm not going to show you because my drawings are terrible, but I, I saw this. It's something that it was a memory from when I was in McBride Elementary School when I was a little girl. And McBride Elementary School was fourth, fifth, and sixth grades. So I was in that area of age. I don't know what grade I was in, but I was at McBride. And I was on the playground, and we found, my friends and I found these things I had never seen before. I called them puffballs. And they were a seed about that big around, about as big as a walnut. And they were brown, and they were so cool. And we'd pick them up, and they didn't weigh anything. And when you smashed them, they just went poof. I had no idea what they were. And God brought it to my memory when I was meditating on this scripture. 
Because he said I was going to step on that cancer just like it was going to be just like those puff balls. And they'd go poof, 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 every cancer cell. So as I was preparing for this, I thought, I wonder what those were. So I went on the internet and I looked it up. What are seeds that are like puff balls? And what I learned is that they come from a sycamore tree. I didn't know we had sycamore trees in Michigan. I mean, I've read about sycamore trees in, in the Bible, but I didn't know. They do grow. They grow all over the United States, and there's a specific um, uh, kind of sycamore tree that grows in Michigan. And that's where these seeds come from. And they do. They completely disintegrate. But when they disintegrate, I remembered dust is what I remembered. There's also a puffball mushroom, but this wasn't a mushroom. It was a seed. And... <laughs> Yeah, I'm all into this because I wanted to know what it is that God showed me, right? So, but they, they just burst into almost like dandelion, um, all of the little seeds from the inside of a dandelion, but it's in that little puffball. So I saw that. And then this is, um, and then this is what I, I continued to write after he gave me that vision. Cancer, that is you. Disintegrated into nothing. And I will go free leaping and dancing with joy and praise for my God. I will tread upon cancer as if it were a puffball under my feet. So that was November. This was last week, April the 6th. I'm back at the healing center, this time for a PET scan and bone marrow biopsy to determine whether or not I need um, two more rounds of chemo and immunotherapy. Abba, what do you want me to know today? And this is what he spoke to my, to my heart. He said, my beloved son of righteousness has indeed come to you with Marpe, medicine, healing, my cure in his wings. I say yes, and you have continually responded, amen. It will be done to you according to my promise. Get ready to go free, leaping with joy like calves let out to pasture. And then he said, I love how you have embraced the fullness of salvation's deliverance, treading upon the evil of cancer as if it were dust under your feet. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That is for you. Marpe is for all of us. The cure, the healing, with the, uh, the, the enemy dust under your feet. 